Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me today is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hi, Latricia, and hello out there, Difference Makers. Today, we have a special guest. We're sticking with our theme of minding your own Black business, so we'll focus on the setup today. Keisha Joe is the founder and CEO of the 30 Girl organization that advocates for the empowerment of women, promoting financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and leadership. Keisha is wired with ambition to spread the word, educate, and mentor both women and men on their journey towards their better finances. The 30 Girl also helps build businesses from ground up to help create effective streams of income for families, helping grow generational wealth. Welcome, Keisha. Yes. Thank you for having me, Phyllis and Latricia. Thanks so much for having It's a pleasure. <laughs> We're excited to have you here today. I'm excited to jump into this topic. We have been talking about minding your Black business for the month of August, and I'm excited to talk about the setup. So Mm -hmm. let's jump right into the setup. Can you tell us a little bit about how businesses are structured? Yes. So um, here at The 30 Girl, what I like to do is Let's just start off why the number one reason why a lot of businesses fail, small businesses, and that's because um, they aren't structured correctly. So a lot of times we just say we have this great idea. We start this business and we just um, go out there. We find a product or we start a service and we just do it. We really don't start the legwork on foundationally setting the business up to (laughs) for later on. You know, your business may grow in three months and then you, you don't have tax documents. Tax times come, come, comes around and you've made um, X amount of dollars and you haven't tracked it correctly. So there's a ton of reasons why a lot of small businesses fail, and that's because they aren't set up correctly. So here, what we do is we make sure your LLC is intact, um, depending on how you want to file your taxes or if in the future you plan on hiring um, employees, we make sure that you file to have your business tax as an S Corp or a C Corp, which would um, separate you from your business at that time. And that's it. On the back end, we make sure your personal finances are up to speed as well as your business credit as well. Just so um, everything kind of goes all together. So you, you oh, go ahead, go ahead, Phyllis. <laughs> you stated a lot of different organizations, um, mm-hmm. five types. You talked about an LLC, a S Corp, and a C Corp. Could you dive into what those are more so? Right. Yeah. So what a lot of people do is they say, oh, I have a business. So what they've done minimally is just apply for for their tax ID number, which is their EIN from the IRS. That is 100% free. Anyone can obtain an EIN number from the IRS that is attached to your social security number. And it's just um, saying, hey, I have a business named X, Y, and Z, incorporated LLC, however you want to set it up. Um, But then filing it Setting your business up with your particular state is what 
um, really holds ground in your business. So that is where you would want to set up your business as an LLC, but also have it taxed as a S corp or um, C corp. And the difference between a basic LLC or a corporation is just um, an LLC is just me as a single person or my spouse or a friend coming together and starting a business. It's just us two or maybe three or four less owners in the business, we're going to do a basic LLC. To have it taxed as a corporation, it, corporation, it will be then share, um, be owned by the shareholders of the business, which I would no longer be personally liable for my business, but my business is one entity and I'm one entity. So it, you completely separate yourself from business. hope I summed that up correctly <laughs> or so, easy for everyone. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying if you set up as a corporation, mm -hmm. then your tax liability no longer falls on your individual personal taxes, but now your tax liability falls on your business taxes. So you, you would file Correct. taxes separately? Correct. Everything is filed se separately. You are... Um, a lot of times when you file taxes, you may file as self-employment, small business self-employment. That is you are your business per se. Um, when you become a corporation, it's your business is your business and you are an owner of the business. So, for example, if someone was to come back and sue the company um, for anything, they you wouldn't be contractually obligated to pay. It would be the business who would be obligated to pay at that time. Now, that's a great point that you brought up because I am in some groups of business people and there's this conversation that goes on about whether or not you should be a sole proprietor or have a LLC, which LLC is limited liability company. And right. when you're talking about suing, what's the difference between a corporation and a limited liability as the name states the liability is limited. So can they still come after your personal property as they can if you're a sole proprietor or? It all depends on how it's taxed. Mm. So there is a form for that. Um, I want to say it's form 2553, but don't quote me on that. Um, but you would have to complete that form with the IRS, which would federally separate you from your business. And that's why you see a lot of these big time corporations file bankruptcy after bankruptcy after bankruptcy is because they're being sued. So it's like, okay, let's fold this business, close and reopen another one. Or they've already created and, you know, built several other LLCs that they could, um, you know, completely relinquish one and start another and move on. So that's the part of black, black people where I, where I feel like um, we don't know these types of things. So. These are the types of things that we need to know just just in case in the event something happens, you know how to move and how to structurally, you know, build your business so you don't become sued <laughs> and can't back out of it. And like you said, filing bankrupt, because mm -hmm. I know a lot of times that black businesses, we will fight tooth and nail to the end and, and give up everything we have to try to oh, yeah. get our business to survive. And sometimes, hey, it's okay to file bankruptcy if, it is. if it's costing you that much money. So 
I, I think that's a good point that you made. We need to be educated on these things. Yes. And I think we hold on to things too much. We have a problem with <laughs> feeling like everything is ours and we have to take care of it when really the the 1% operates in the exact opposite manner. So it's like we really need to shift our mind frame and, and operate in a different way to succeed because there are cheat codes <laughs> to getting around, getting around things um, in a lawful way. Exactly. I think about how Jeff Bezos hasn't paid extravagant amount of money, even though he's making extravagant amount of money. Mm -hmm. So he set that up correctly, legally. If you were to give people advice of how to start a business, the correct setup, what would be the three things they must do? Okay, so the three things you must do is uh, number one for me is going to be find something that you are absolutely passionate about. Um, one, because remembering your why is going to make sure you see it until the end, um, because there will be times where you will want to give up. Um, number two is give yourself time. Don't just jump out there and start a business. I am a firm believer at, at you know, just doing it and perfecting, perfecting it later. But at the same time, do give yourself some time to sit down you know, brainstorm your ideas and really strategically plan how you want to market your business, who's going to be your target audience, what's, um, where do you want to see your business in the next 5, 10, 15 to 20 years? Um, is this a, a, just a short-term money gig hustle or is this something that you would like to grow um, in the long term? And then thirdly would be to get your finances in order. Your personal credit could definitely help back you in your business. Um, business credit is also what I call the secret sauce in business. Um, it is something that a lot of business owners do not speak on. Um, you could most certainly obtain so much more money in your business name outside of your personal name, outside of your personal credit, um, as long as your business is structured correctly. So those are things that you need to know. And those are things that you will want to know when starting your business, just to stay in the long run. They stay forward in the long haul. So finances, I, that's the part that I want to talk about. I know you talked about three things. You need to have mm -hmm. a passion, take your time, and then finances. So I would say that finances is a is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And you said person your personal credit and your business credit. Correct. Now, what about a business bank account as opposed to mixing your business money with your personal money? Okay. So um, that is something that I did in the very beginning, which I knew better. It was something that I learned also in the very beginning to never separate, to never mix the two. You always want to separate your personal and your business expenses, not just for tax purposes solely, which is very important, but to also keep track of what money you're making. It's very hard to confuse um, what money you're bringing in in your business and what you're spending in inventory versus um, what you're putting out. You know, um, I apologize. Keeping a just, even if it's a simple log and a notebook of what you're making in your business and what you're spending in your business and what you're bringing in. If you could um, get a business and personal bank account, that would definitely help. Um, I would consider that maybe something in the six month run once you get started, just to give yourself time to 
get your business structure correctly because setting up, you know, bank, business bank accounts at, and things at that time would really put you in position for business loans and um, long, strong lines of business credit. You said in the six month frame. So what what should you do months one through six? Because you said that your money should be separate. So where where would you have the business money if you don't have the business bank account? Right. So first, I would start with a small merchant account like um, Square or PayPal, or um, I think Netspend now even has um, small business accounts. And these accounts do offer business credit accounts, business lines and loans, business credit, you know, lines of credit, as well as um, reporting to the business credit bureaus. I did not know that. And when you were speaking, I thought about um, there are so many things, even at the Dollar General, where they have a calendar and all these pockets where you can put it in your receipts and staple them. And Mm -hmm. there's so many, I'm pretty sure there's so many Google documents or Excel spreadsheets that you can use as well to document during those first six months. Um, So you spoke about, we've spoken about business credit and I learned that because I didn't know that about PayPal. What are the components of business credit? As far as building it? Like, for example, with um, personal credit, it's your mixed credit, it's how long you've had accounts, it's paying on time. So does okay. business credit look similar to personal credit? Yes. Yeah. So your business credit score would be considered your paydex score. So, you know, with our credit scores, it could range anywhere from a three- 100 to an 850. Well, your paydex would range anywhere from a 80 to, I want to say, a 100. So a perfect paydex for business credit would be an 80. So you want to stay around an 80. There's also an Equifax business and an Experian business um, credit score. And that would be um, in the five, 600 range or high fours is considered good. But reporting, they would just want to see you have open lines of credit. So just like we would go to have um, store cards in our personal name with like Kohl's or Sears. I know Sears are closing here in my area, but um, um, but any store account, you would open the account there in your corporate name and have a charge account versus your personal account. So then those accounts, you know, paying, charging things and making those on-time payments will be reported to Dun & Bradstreet which houses the reporting information for your business credit. And that is what produces your paydex score. Okay, that's that's cool. And a lot of information because I didn't think of that. And what about those people who are a little nervous about applying for business credit when their actual credit isn't too good? I know you work with credit as well. So can you speak on that of how you can help them strengthen their personal credit so they can improve their business credit? Or is it vital? Is it absolutely necessary? Actually, you could start building business credit with zero of your business credit with zero of your personal credit. Um, They just want to see that your business is structured correctly. So as long as you have um, a business email address with like your .com or your your .org at the end of it, um, your business address, a business phone number, your LLC is structured, your EIN number, they will want to have your DUNS number. So once you obtain the account, they could report it to the bureaus. Um, So it's just making, again, going back to having your business structured correctly, but that's it, just having your EIN and your DUNS number. 
your EIN and your DUNS together act as the same as your social security number when applying for any credit account. So um, there are like starter vendor accounts where you could go to like Staples or order from like Quill or Uline for like just basic office supplies. Um, and they will offer you a, th a net 30 day account is what they call it. Um, you go and order at least $50 worth of supplies and they give you 30 days to pay. After 30 days, you make your payment. They report it to the Bureau. That generates your score. Well, I'm going to pass it to Latricia because she's very, she's very business. She's a, a serial entrepreneur. So I know she'll, <laughs> she has some more questions to ask and um, probably can share some of her experiences as well. Well, I just want to say that I think it's so great that we're talking about business credit. And like you said, so many people don't know about it. I know mm -hmm. we talked before in a different episode where we talked about how a lot of Black businesses, people use their their personal credit. They use their 401ks, their retirement, mm -hmm. their annuity, whatever type of accounts they have, maybe because they don't know that there's this thing called business credit. So I'm glad we're talking about business credit. And I hope that people are listening so that they can go out and get business credit to take yeah. some of that burden off of them personally. Yes, Latricia, you are absolutely correct. A lot of people do not know. And um, I think that's something that we've always wondered, you know, the Black community is how can, you know, other minorities come over here and go straight into business and buy on this block and that block and that corner. And honestly, it's because they're not really putting it in their their personal name. They haven't even built any personal credit here. What they're doing is putting it under the business name. But um, what they are doing is possibly having their um, personal credit be decent enough to back the business when and if if something was to happen. So it's just yeah, all about educating ourselves and knowing how to operate. So at some point, personal credit can be vital. And so they kind of work hand in hand, sounds like you're saying. Yes. Um, you don't need it to start, but you most certainly will want to get it together um, in the long run because they banks would, wouldn't want to give you a loan and if your credit score is a four or 500. So they do want to, you know, they still want to have you at a 620, 650 um, just to say, hey, okay, it's not going to show up on your personal credit, uh, but they will check your personal credit as a reference. Okay, that makes sense. Now, I want to go back to the business structure because I heard you say, and I didn't count the number of times, but I heard you say a minimum of four times that <laughs> it's contingent on the business being structured properly. Can we talk a little bit about this proper structure? Does it matter the type of business you have? Like, how do you know what type of structure you should have? Um, so when I say properly, I mean having the correct licensing, the correct bonding. Um, it would definitely vary if I'm a natural hair care maker and I'm at home manufacturing my own products. I would need to have manufacturing liability. I would need to have um, a license for my product. I would need to have... Um, you know, my LLC set up correctly, of course, I would just be my only business person. But at that time, I would need, you know, business bank accounts, tax documents and things like that. So it's just having all of that together. 
Um, and that's just for, you know, someone manufacturing their products. For me, it's to be licensed. Um, if your state requ- requires it to be bonded, to have the certifications um, and then having the LLC set up correctly. So it just all depends on, like you said, your line of business. Sometimes I think about people who are who are doing different things. They may be selling clothes. They may be um, Mm -hmm. writing books and maybe doing something else. And their attitudes can be two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty dollars for LLC. And I have to pay this Mm -hmm. every year. Well, I'm not getting no LLC. So what are the consequences of doing business without the correct setup? Because people might say, well, you can't sue me. Right. So, um, and and honestly, um, if you're out here doing business and you don't have an EIN and you haven't set up your set up your LLC, then it's really not considered a business. It is uh, like a side hustle, and that's just under the table money that you're getting. You wouldn't. I wouldn't want to tell anybody that you're making thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, but. Um, if you have set up your LLC and you have set up your EIN number, the Uncle Sam is going to be looking for his change at the end of the year. So you will want to make sure that you are at least filing your, your basic state taxes, which would, like you say, cost you anywhere from $200 to $300 a year. Um, and of course, in the first few years of business, consult with a tax professional. Um, you will want to sh- have your business show upside down. You are of course, putting out way more than you are making in business just to get a small refund back at the end of the year so you could continue on. I just want to comment on the LLC and what Phyllis said. And because there are people who maybe they're just starting their business, they're they're strapped for cash and they are starting a business. And like Phyllis said, or I don't know if you said it or Phyllis said it, that nobody's going to sue me because I don't, I'm not messing with people's hair or skin or different things like that. So people don't think that they need it. And also I was listening to this. I I told you I'm in these business, um, these business organizations. And there was an attorney who came on, we had a teleconference with an attorney and the the attorney came on there and she was talking about the different types of business structures. And what she mentioned about LLC is if for people who don't have money to pay, say like in North Carolina, it's 200 some dollars. I think in, in some states it's $600, but she was saying like in the Midwest, I don't know if it was like Nebraska or Montana, some of those states out that way, that it's very cheap and people can get an LLC through those places. How can you, I don't know if it's, if it's true or if I misunderstood or what, how, how can you get an LLC in a state that you're not in, or does it matter what state you're, what state you're in? Or if, if you're an online business, maybe. So um, online business has completely different rights um, versus selling merchandise or having a service where you're going to be interacting with people face to face. So that is, of course, taxed differently um, with the IRS. So for people to have businesses in other states, you would just need to follow that state requirement to set up your business. 
Um, so there are virtual offices everywhere now. You could have, you know, your virtual business address and email and have your business completely set up and not even be there. So it is definitely possible. Patricia, um, I had one more question. Did you have anything else? Okay, so we had the pleasure of speaking with you earlier, Keisha, on another, um, just getting to know you. And you spoke of a success story of this um, African-American entrepreneur, and they kind of made history of being the first person in that field in their city. So uh, I would just like for you to share your success story. Yes. So um, this was a black owned business in my local area, La Plata, Maryland. Her name is Jamisha Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Um, I apologize. And her business is called Hair Beauty Beyond. It was during the pandemic. Um, she is a contractor for the Department of Navy. They were working from home. The hours had got cut back. She was like, I have this passion. I've always wanted to start my own business. Um, we actually talked about it a year ago. And she came back this year during the pandemic and was ready to go. We did the consultation on like a Thursday night. And during the business consultations with me is just a one hour consultation. And I literally give you a list of everything you need to do to completely structure your business. Right. I also give you like samples on how to market what days to post on Instagram, how to create flyers and things like that on on Instagram and social media. Um, and by that next week, she was up and running. And of course, all the beauty supply stores in our area was closed. Us ladies need at least a comb and a brush, <laughs> some shampoo or something during the pandemic. And she was able to get all of those things. I provided her with, the, with a list of vendors, um, beauty supply store vendors. So she was able to get everything that the beauty supplies in our area supplied. Um, in her hands, even during the pandemic fast. So um, she was selling out. So if you are interested in anything that's in the beauty supply store, please um, visit her shop. It's www.hairbeautybeyond.com. Wow. Thank you so much. And as you speak, I have LLC, but now I'm starting to think, do I have everything set up correctly? I'm not (laughs) sure. So there's probably other people listening and wondering the same thing. So how can we get in contact with you and keep in contact with you? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, also on Twitter, and it's at the 30 girl that's spelled out T H E T H I R T Y G I R L. Um, my website is www.30girl.org. I also have a podcast, the 30 girl podcast. Um, it airs on Thursday nights. I also interview women in business. So we talk about everything from business finances to life and and motherhood to you know everything under the sun so yes that's it follow me and subscribe and if you are interested in signing up for any of my credit repair services or financial business services please reach out it has been a pleasure we normally do this thing called the um, principal challenge which is basically just a call to action based on our conversations today what call to action would you give the audience principal challenge live them out. So my call to action would be to, I'm a firm believer in manifesting and affirmations. I I am kind of like Latricia, a serial entrepreneur is what I consider myself. I always start these things. I can go back 
years, even coming out of high school, I was coming up with these amazing ideas and I would start these great things and I would stop and I would get discouraged halfway through for some reason. So um, my call to action would be to sit down with yourself and to write down 10 affirmations that you can give yourself. We're going to call this the 10 day challenge. Um, 10 affirmations you can give yourself that you're passionate about to help you find your passion. And then the next is going to be, let's see, let's just keep it at that. Okay. <laughs> let's just keep it at the 10. Because even that may be hard. That's That was even it hard is. for me writing my first thing. <laughs> yeah, that can be hard. That can be hard, yes. but um, definitely wor- worth it. Um, we appreciate you coming and spending time with us and teaching us. And I hope everybody goes to 30girl.org and learn yes. more about you. And we look forward to staying connected. Yes. Thank you so much, Phyllis and Latricia, for having me. Thank you, Keisha. Yes. Latricia, you're always so good. To me, you're really good at summarizing and highlighting the key points of our conversation. Could you do that for us, please? Well, it was a pretty good conversation. And what I got out of it is that you need to have your business structured properly. So not only the type of business, but making sure that you have all of the licensure, all of the licensure that is required for whatever industry you're getting into and make sure you have your federal EIN and your bank account. Or if you don't have a bank account just yet to get into one of those small merchant accounts like PayPal or SquareUp so that you can keep your business and your personal separated. And business credit, get your business credit you don't need your personal credit to have business credit. And the last thing, I guess, is to to be passionate about what it is you're doing and take your time to get it done. You don't have to rush to get your business off and going. You don't have to rush to launch. You can take your time. Thank you so much. And it's our time for the good news. So open your mind, heart, and ears as we spread the good news. Sticking with the business theme. Not rumors, not rubbish. Living the principles. We spread the good news. Kiko Davis has managed to defy all the odds and is now the only Black woman to own and operate a bank institution in the United States. In addition to running the bank, Davis is also the founder and president of the Dunn Davis Legacy Foundation to immortalize the legacy of her husband, Donald Davis, and also works as the managing director of Groovesville Productions and Publishing, LLC, which controls the rights of several Grammy Award winning music catalogs. Our second good news comes from Tiffany Nicole Cartwright. Tiffany Nicole Cartwright product, Glam, which is a body scrub, recently launched in participating Walmarts. Her company is a certified woman-owned and minority-owned business specializing in natural cruelty-free skin cares. The abbreviation G-L-A-M, GLAM, means giving love to all mankind. In addition to beauty, they are big on creating jobs for underserved communities. Our third and final good news, in addition to creating a Black Lives Matter suggestion list, 
Netflix recently vowed to move $100 million to financial institutions that serve Black communities to draw attention to the racial wealth gap in America. This includes institutions such as Local Initiative Support Corporation and Hope Credit Union. Billionaire Robert F. Smith commented on their move saying, this is how we return outrage into action. I couldn't agree more. That concludes our good news for us today. Now, Latricia, we've had quite a helping of stuff. So can you close us out with the soul snack? Yes, I can. Our soul snack for today comes from a Zimbabwean proverb, and it says, you have little power over what's not yours. That's our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.